Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. So let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. We're going to start in verse 13. Matthew 16, 13 says this. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? So Jesus is asking his disciples saying, who who are the people discussing? Who who do they think I am? Verse 14 said, and they said, and, and they So multiple, they were just thrown out. Man, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elias, which is is Elijah. And others say Jeremias or or one of the prophets. They they think he's resurrected. He's come back. Or where Elijah has has truly never died on the earth. But they're throwing out all these names. But once again, we got to remember, God is a personal God. He is an intimate God. So then he says, okay, that's the people, but, but what about you? You who walk with me, you who talk with me, you who when I lay my head down, you're laying your head down. When I wake up in the morning, you're there. You who are intimately close to me, who do you say? And silence hits the crowd. Everybody else had something to say about what other people got to say. But when it came to the intimate moments, and all of a sudden Peter said this, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon, son of Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So the revelation of Jesus being the Christ has to come from God the Father, okay? And I say also unto thee, this is verse 18, thou art Peter, which literally means a, a small rock, and upon this rock a huge boulder. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Christianity should be a winning battle, okay? We should be winning. Shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you will loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he charged he his disciples that they shall, should tell no man that he was the Christ. That is the difference between Jesus and modern day Christianity. He says don't even tell anybody. He wasn't looking for man's recognition. He was looking to honor God. So today I'm going to preach a message by the authority of the kingdom called to win the city. Right? We're here to win the city. So this is how we're going to do it. Let's pray. Father God, we want to win this city, so we humble ourselves to you, for only you can equip us, and you have given us the keys, Father God, to the kingdom of heaven. So Father, I ask for the unction and the utterance of the Holy Spirit to boldly declare this word, and I ask God that, your, that their hearts be open, that the utterance flows inside of them, and they receive this from your mouth, Father God, even as I am just a vessel of clay for your glory. So, God, I ask that this city of Mount Sterling be one for your glory and for your honor, and we will rejoice for your kingdom, Father. In Jesus' name, and the church shouted, praise God. So this is always one of my, one of my favorite, favorite verses because 
because I, I remember a time in my life. And what we've got to realize is that so many times when we read through the Bible, when we read through the scriptures, and especially when we're reading through the New Testament, so many things are written that we ourselves encounter. I remember times where literally this conversation happened to me, that I remember that I was, I was getting to know God, I, I, was, I was learning more about God, and, and it was something inside of me was like, you know, gosh, I, I really want to believe because I, I, think, I think this is real. I believe this to be true, but there was something inside of me that I was like, well, but what does, but what does everybody else think? So I would ask my, my circle of friends, and we know what they said. They said, you crazy, right? Sky Daddy, you ever heard that one? They said, that's, that's, just, that's just crazy. There, there, there's definitely no God. So I, I realized really quickly that already God was causing a separation. That if I was going to walk in this way, that I wasn't going to go with a big group of people. Who does everybody else think he is? But then intimately, he goes, but what about you? What do you think? What, what do you consider me to be? Who do you consider me to be? And that is such a real statement that God asks people, believers and non-believers. I've seen in ministry that, that God is, is very bold in asking you what you think about him. Because what I've come to realize is God is not moved by what we say or what we think about him. Especially when you're dealing with unbelievers. Because I was one of those unbelievers saying, come on, strike me with lightning. Have you ever met one of those? I was one of those. You know, what is in that movie? It goes, smite me, almighty smiter. You know, I would challenge him and I would question him. And then when I came into relationship with him, I went back to that moment and saying, man, Thank you. Thank you for not being like me. Because man sits there and says, if I'm a man of God, fire fall down from heaven and fire falls down and kills people. And then 50 more come and man goes, I wonder if this could happen again. But in the New Testament, when Jesus was there, what happened? God, shall we call down fire? He goes, man, you don't even know. What, what are you talking about? consume them when I'm sitting here preaching salvation, when I'm declaring the word of God, when I'm healings, miracles, signs, and wonders, and you want to call down fire because they don't look like you and they don't talk like you? He comes with the intimate question of who do you think that I am because that's what everything of eternity is based on. It's not based on whether dad was a, a pastor. It does not matter. It matters what you think, what you declare him to be. And Peter says, you, you are the Christ. Have you, ever, have you ever gotten a word from God and, and your heart starts beating and your stomach starts turning and you're like, man, this is either God or I'm about to faint. And you're just, I think that's how Peter was. Peter's going, I, I think you're the Christ. And people might think I'm wrong because I know God is all-knowing, but, but remember, Jesus was a man. He had to receive the Spirit like you receive the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's not that he was caught by surprise, but I believe Jesus went, oh, man. 
Tell you what, my father has spoken to you, and he has revealed it. And as soon, the reason Jesus did that is because now, now there's ground to put seed in. See, now, now, if you're, if you're hearing from the Father, then you will know who I am. And it's not about what everybody else thinks I am, because I had to get over who, who's going to be with me and who's going to be against me. I had to get over that because nobody else wanted to join my salvation. I got saved, but the whole crew didn't get saved. So the whole crew still wanted me to go out and party. You can ask my family. I tried to do that. I tried to go to the party. I tried to be an evangelist. You know, you know, evangelist at the keg. That's just real. I'm just being real. I tried to partake in everything they did, but realizing that the chains are still on me. I'm trying to minister to people, and they are in the same shackles I am. Ministry don't work like that. But it came to something in me that when I said, God, you are the Christ, regardless of who comes, regardless of what my family says, regardless of what my lifetime friends say, I believe, I confess. And when I did that, God says, let me give you the keys then. He says, listen, now you have established who I am. Now I'm going to establish who you are. I receive the gift of salvation. But my God, I receive so much more. See, he says, now the gates of hell shall not prevail, meaning we should attack cities. Our, our apostle always talks about, he says, gates don't leave and go attack cities. Cities attack gates. So the gates of hell aren't trampling all over the earth. It's the kingdom of God sitting back and being on the defensive and being scared to share our faith and being scared to be bold for the gospel. Realizing that it's not about what everybody else says he is. It's about who I say I am. And if he truly is the Christ in you today, I want you to know you've got more in you. He didn't just say, all right, good. You receive me, next let's go to somebody else because we are to make disciples. It's more than just confession. It has to be something that inside of me, now I confess, therefore I believe, and now I move. I have got to do something with this Christianity inside of me. The lie is that, oh, well, I've got to be a pastor. I've got to be this. I've got to be behind a podium. No, 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 no. We just need folks up in the trenches. We just need good old-fashioned people who war in prayer. You know those prayer meetings where men were nowhere to be found? Hello? See, we wonder why there's a rift. Why, why, why they're like, well, women are always trying to usurp the man. Yeah, it's because you ain't been a man of God for a couple years now. So somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to step up because you ain't stepping up. I'm sick and tired of these men sending all the women to church and then they just want to sit at home and read their Bibles at home. It's time the men get up and realize that we've got keys inside of us to share the gospel of the power of God. It's time men come to pray and start establishing the word of God because there's an authority when a man steps up. The kids will be screaming. Kimberly said, guys, stop. Guys, stop. I stand up and goes, guys, everybody. 
Then Kimberly goes, well, why didn't you do that for me? Now, she does it way more eloquent and beautiful than that, obviously. We receive Christ, but we didn't realize that he gave us some more. Gates, oh, hell, ha, hell, the devil, oh, he won't prevail against what I'm about to give you. Because he says, and, and I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. When he says, I'm going to build a church, I'm going to build, listen to this. Build means a house builder, that is to construct, and then it means to confirm. We ain't just building here in Mount Sterling. We're confirming. I need you to know who he is, and then I need you to know who you are. I don't need you guys. This ministry team here, we don't need you telling us who we are. God sent us here by calling and by authority. Our place is to get you in a place for you know you to know who you are. Because if you know who you are, and we know who we are, then all of a sudden we're building and we're confirming the city. It means to build, listen, to edify, to build up, and also to embolden. It's something Pastor John and I have been talking about, about people who desire the prophetic giftings or, or maybe have been touched by God with a, with a prophetic anointing. We need to grab you, and, he, and, and he's going to start up and be heading over like kind of like a school of the prophets to give you a safe place to minister words, and guess what? To embolden you, to get in a circle of men where it's safe or a circle of women where it's safe and be all together and just say, hey, tell you what, Ryan, I need you to prophesy to Megan. And get into that place where we're empowering, we're emboldening you, where you do it in a safe place because we've been given keys. We're building something here. It's not for man's glory. It's not for my glory. It's, it's for the kingdom of God. It's for the city of Mount Sterling to be established by the lordship of Christ. We're here to confirm people. That's opposite of ministry. Ministry, we want to be confirmed. We want everybody to say, boy, you're a really good this, or you're a really good this. And I've come to realize that anytime Jesus was associated with like, man, you're the Christ, he says, man, just don't tell nobody. He gave us keys. Why? Because he's building. He's building something. He's constructing something. He's confirming. He's emboldening. He's building us up. Listen to this. This is, this is hilarious. And upon this I shall build my church. Church, the first base of the definition is a calling out. We think church is a calling in, right? Part of the definition is it's, it's a building, it's a community of members, it's an assembly, it's a church. But the first thing church is, is listen man, do you want to come with us so you can get called out? And I ain't talking about your sins, because the blood takes care of sin, okay? God says, come, let us, let us reason together. And the next sentence, he goes, I want everybody to gather, and let's just sit down and talk. Do you know that God just wants to sit down and talk with you? But our first concept is like, no, 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 wait a minute. 
man, I've got this in my life, I've got this in my life. He already knew that, so he says, come, come, let us reason together. Though your sins were scarlet, I have made them white as snow. So sin is not an excuse to not come to God. Don't try to take care of your sin and then come to God. Come to the one who can take care of them. Not by by the works of man, but by the blood of Christ. See, church is a calling out. We're coming in here because we're called out there. The establishment of the kingdom of God is not just to gather in, but it's always to go out. Is to always go out. In the parables, man, nobody wants to come to the storehouse. Go out to the highways, to the byways, get the broken, get the lame, get those who cannot walk, get those who cannot speak. Well, how are they going to get here? Well, let somebody bring them here and we'll start healing them by the power of God. Church, you have got keys inside of you. We're here to confirm people. We're here to build people up. We're here to raise people up because we're calling people out. We're calling people out into the darkest of places in our city. Why? Because the city belongs to the Lord. We have got to come to the place of we want to win the city. Winning the city is not not pretty. We talked about last week the bloody cross. The cross wasn't pretty. It wasn't just Jesus sitting there with a little, little scarf over his body. He was, he was hung up for all to see his shame. Now verse 19, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom. Properly is royalty. It's rule. Now listen to this. It's a realm. It's a realm. So it's royalty. In Peter, it says, you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. My God, we should be different. We are, we are no better than anybody else, but we better be different than in the earth. We, we should not blend in. We should know what's the sheep and what's the goat. It should be noticeable in your life that you represent someone by royalty. But what got inside my spirit is that it says it's a realm. So Jesus says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. I will give you the keys to the realm of heaven. Inside you is the realm of heaven. Why? Because you have been brought in. The Father has revealed the Son to you. So here's an example. Dwight and Sister Nisha were diagnosed with cancer. So they're, 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 now they, they have a tangible battle. This isn't just a spiritual battle. This is a physical battle. We watched both of them. They were tired. They, they couldn't come to church all the time because pain was in their body physically Pain was in their body, but they, start, they, they kept reaching out for God, and they kept calling out to God and saying, God, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. The Father has revealed to me who you are, and I'm going to stand upon who you are. And, and all of a sudden, that, that cancer tried to spread through their body, but inside them, they found that the key of the kingdom of heaven was within them, that there was a realm inside of them that is not from the earth so the earth does not have any advantage 
So then that cancer met the realm of heaven inside of them and cancer could go nowhere. Both of them are cancer free. Because there is a realm inside of us, church. Now listen, I don't know why some people get buried. Some of us have had cancer family that have lost the battle of cancer and we buried them and we praise God for the life they had. I don't understand that. What I understand is that there is a realm inside of you. It's a realm inside of me and it is a key that can unlock things in your life. Jesus said, on earth as it is in heaven, right? Immediately, he tells you that there is a kingdom inside of you, that there is a realm inside of you that is not of the earth. You want to talk about being peculiar? This is how we win the city. Is because the kingdom, Luke 17, 21, says the kingdom comes not by observation. Look here, look here. It says, for the kingdom of God is within us. The realm is within us. That's how you win the city. Because a realm changes the atmosphere. When we're in the presence of God and the spirit of God is moving, you can, you can physically feel a difference. I was at a church service in, in Winchester. The, the apostle was in India, and I was preaching, so I was somewhat in charge of the service. And there came to a place where the spirit, there was a tongues and interpretation. The interpretation was given, and it was like God went, whew. he came into that service, and nobody moved. And the miracle was that it was a bunch of Pentecostal peoples and nobody was talking. Now that's borderline supernatural. Because usually one wind of the spirit and you got a whoa. There's nothing wrong with that. I've been one of the ones going, whoa. People are like, well, they're acting like a plum fool. I said, tell you what, I remember being up in the club acting like a plum fool too. That's okay. Anybody been up in the club acting like a fool? Come on, come on now. We got it. We're here. We sat there in total silence. Why? Because the realm was there. Now listen to me. The realm in us was touching the realm where he is. You want to win cities? Learn to humble yourself that this realm in here comes out of, outside of you. Cancer healed. Why? It touched the realm. Oh, there ain't no cancer in this realm. And that's how we need to start teaching. So if you're battling cancer, we, we want Sister Nisha to pray with you. We want Dwight to pray with you. Because cancer touched their realm and cancer bowed. That's all I know. The realm is inside of us. The kingdom of God is inside. You want to win the city? We have got to walk in the realm of heaven in the city. We have got to be so bold that just because somebody is in a wheelchair, it doesn't matter. I've seen legs completely crippled. But when I was there, when, when I was in that moment, I couldn't feel who I was, but I knew he was there because he loves them. He loves them. 
And we try to, oh, God, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And in that moment, it was the realm of God. It was the realm of heaven that somehow came outside of me. And then her legs began to stretch and cancer fell off bodies. That's what we need in the city. Because the keys have been given us. He didn't say, I might give you keys. Do you believe, church, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Because if you do, hell's gates will not prevail. And I give unto you keys. I give you the realm of heaven inside of you. When I learned that, I started to walk a little bit bolder. You know, when you sometimes see some demons manifest, you're kind of like, whoa, okay. Maybe that's for somebody else. But then the realm of heaven showed me, and he says, my child is bound. And that, he's a perpetrator. He don't belong in my child. Get him out of my child. And so the kingdom of heaven, the realm inside of me, comes out and establishes God upon the earth. On earth as it is in heaven. Right? That's what Jesus prayed. He goes, when you pray, pray like this. We pray for opportunities. We pray, God, stir me with giftings. There's nothing wrong with that. But I tell you what, what people need more than giftings is the realm of heaven up in their lives. We need people to be physically touched by the realm of heaven upon the earth. That's how you win cities. And listen to this. Well, well, Patrick, you guys say win the city. But hasn't God already won the cities? When Jesus was on the earth, God just showed me this this morning. When Jesus was on the earth, remember he rebuked cities. He said, oh, Bethsaida, or however you say it. He said, if the works that were done in you were done in Sodom, they would have sackcloth and ashes and repentance. And it says, it will be better on the day of judgment. He judged a city, and Jesus was walking on the earth. Jesus is physically walking on the earth, and a city was not one. But let me tell you. Now he's risen again. And now every single person in this place has keys to unlock. The next passage in that section, he goes, I have given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose upon the earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. A lot of times in deliverance, our mentality is this. We, we bind the demon and we cast him out, right? That's what we always say. Oh, we got to bind the bad things. We got to bind the bad things and, 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 and loose these things. But the definitions of these words is this. Bind means to be in bonds, to knit, and to tie. But listen to this. To loose means to break up, to destroy, to dissolve, to melt off. Sometimes we need to bind healing up on our bodies. We need to bind peace up in our minds. And we need to loose the realm of the kingdom upon the enemy. I'm tired of church folks not fighting the battles. It's supposed to be a battle. It's supposed to be a fight. But one that we should win. 
We've had battles in our lives, tears, legitimate tears, legitimate pain, legitimate hurt. But in all things, Christ has caused us to be more than conquerors. There's, a, there's something in the kingdom of God. Now look at this. In, in Matthew, so this is Matthew 16. In Matthew 18, he once again declares about this. In Matthew what, 18, 18 is where he says, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, right? He says this to the disciples, but now he follows it up with verse 19, and he says, whatsoever you shall do in agreement, in touching, it shall be done. And verse 20, where two or three are gathered, right? So you see, this is what it's about. This is how you win the city. In winning the city, we receive the key of the kingdom of heaven with inside of us. We receive a realm that we can't touch, that we can't taste, but he puts it us, he puts it inside of us so we can walk in it, so we can talk in it. So when we pray, we're praying with the realm where he at. Where there is no tears, there is no pain, there is no sickness. So this realm is what the earth needs. But then he talks about binding and loosing, but now he connects it with, this isn't just about you getting the keys. Now, now let's partner up. Now let's partner up. So now my realm is here. His realm is here. Now we come into agreement and we start praying together and where two or three are, Christ is in the midst. Now we bring him into our realm. This is all about unity. When the city... Why don't we do it together? In, in, in a couple weeks, in a couple Wednesdays, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Facebook Live with Pastor Scott Holly from, from the First Christian Church. He has been one of the few pastors in this community that reached out, says, love what you guys are doing. So glad you're in this city. Let me tell you, not everybody's like that. Let's just be real. We're real, right? We're real folk. So we're going to do a Facebook Live together. Why? Because we've got the realm of heaven within us. But immediately he says, why don't we come into agreement together? Let's come into agreement. Now, where two or three are, now if two or three people causes Jesus to say, I'm there. What on earth is going to happen when it's two or three churches? What's going to happen when it's two or three counties? What's going to happen when it's two or three states? I'm connected in Missouri. Bo Norman is going to come here. I'm going to go there and preach. What if we start getting states together and our realm touches their realm and all of a sudden Jesus is in our realm with his realm? Then what can happen? All of a sudden it don't matter who's in the White House because the house of God is here. The power of God is here. It's time we start walking with the realm of heaven in front of us and behind us and quit looking at your insecurities. Because if there's no fear in that place, then there's no insecurities either. But the purpose is that we do it together. So that's why God's building us up together. I want you to know that we didn't pray. We prayed specifically not to have hundreds of people 
because many churches just catch on fire. Everybody wants to, to taste the new stuff, right? Wants to see what our flavor is. We'll tell you what, the flavor of the kingdom of God is bitter bread. Because 1 Peter 2.21, and double check me on that. 1 Peter 2.21, Peter is declaring, he says, even as Christ suffered for us, leaving an example that we should follow in his steps. Why do you have to say that? There is suffering in this. But what if we do it together? The kingdom is a realm. It's royalty. Meaning royalty deals with identity and realm means somebody else is giving it to us. He's giving us our identity on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not even saying that's how you win a city. I'm telling you that's how we will win this city. Because we're not here just for church. COVID, COVID thinks he's, well, now they can't do outreaches. Tell you what, we're still reaching. We're still reaching. Healings and miracles are still happening. Why? God, because that's just what you do. But I need you to know that you're not just saved and born again, Lord of God. I need you to know that there are keys inside of you that can lock and unlock any door. Stand with me today.